0: As women, it seems like we carry the weight of the world on our shoulders. And that weight is directly balanced between your two feet. And with this balancing act, who do you think is suffering? It's not the kids. It's your feet. While running errands, paying bills, or dodging traffic, you could be ruining your feet. Wearing the wrong shoes for the wrong period of time can cause more damage than you think. Hammer toe and bunions are the leading deformities in black women. And Dr. Yolanda Raglan is the first black and only female podiatrist with practices dedicated solely to the correction of these type of deformities. So let this black girl do some magic and fix your feet. For more information, visit FixYourFeet.com. Providing medically necessary surgery with a cosmetic result.
1: You're listening to the all-new Hair Radio Morning Show. I'm Carrie Hines. Now, I have a very, very special guest coming to us, well, from the world of business and, I'm going to say, entertainment. I want to welcome a very, very special guest again to the Hair Radio Show. Brandy J., good morning. Hello. How are good. you? Good.
0: How are you? Good afternoon. I'm good. Yes.
1: Well, I'm doing great. Well, listen, it's a great thing to have you with us on the show today. It really is. I have a lot to get into with you today so first i want you to tell the folks a little bit about your journey and i had a chance to read a little bit but you know bring us uh can you introduce yourself to our fans of the
0: heritage great well i am the creator and founder of lux curves magazine we are a lifestyle publication empowering lifestyle publication for curvy women of color um and i started the magazine about seven years ago i wanted to change the perception of how curvy women of color were perceived in the media uh, based off how i was raised um by my grandmother my mother and my father and that would prompt me to launch the magazine after i came back from new york and then new york fashion week plus in 2015. Oh. so i'm the creator in front of new york fashion week plus i did that in 2015. and then from the magazine um i have a media background i went to school for media and then was kind of skeptical putting myself in front of the camera and my mom was like you went to school for this this is who you are and at the time I was more skeptical because of my size and you know having my third child and things like uh, my second child and all that so for me it was more like okay just getting comfortable within my skin and I was like well how can I empower other women to do that if I'm not doing it myself so that's what prompted me to get in the front of the camera, doing on-camera interviews with celebrities, and then that turned into the Brandy J talk show, uh, which I have done five seasons of, and right now we're in the, pro- we're in the process of getting it rebranded and pitched to major networks um, and just really showing the world that you don't have to fit the what they perceive as beautiful to be in media. Um, and I tell people, you know, I'm you know, pervy, I'm African-American, tattooed, and I'm proud. <laughs> and I said, this, this <laughs> is who I am. And, you know, when you don't have a seat at the table, I really—I always created my own seat and just started Absolutely. my own media um, entertainment company. So now we have the magazine and the talk show, and I do other women empowerment events throughout San Diego, L.A., New York, and in the process of developing other shows um, for um, my company.
1: Yes. Well, first of all, uh, you have a personality of of, you know for the ages. Really, I was just blown away. So bubbly and just wonderful, really. Um, And I believe, yeah, that's what I believe connects with everybody. I know that. So yeah. So first of all, like I have to go back a little bit because where did you get that? You know uh, that certain something that you know that you're going to you know just be yourself and and have people accept you for who you are when there's so many messages so oh many my god it was
0: it was my grandmother um she was <laughs> she did not bite her tongue hold her tongue like whatever it. she whatever she wanted to say is what she said and oh. um with me being the youngest, and I'm the only, there's about 14 grandkids, and I'm the only one who looks like her. So I came out with her hair texture, her skin color, everything. So in my family, they call me little Sarah. Um, So yeah, so I just like, you know, so obviously, she gravitated towards her little Uh, Sarah. mm -hmm. So she helped my mother and father raise me, but she was the one who really instilled the confidence in me um and defended me and protected me amongst you know family members who would say things for example like my sister and my cousin they will always tell me oh you're the white sheep of the family because you're light-skinned and um dad is not your dad the milkman is your dad like they will say these things to me as a kid and one time i my grandmother was over my house and growing up and i went in the house crying and i Told her what happened because she asked me what was going on, and then she was so blunt. She basically she told him she was like, "Don't get mad because she's a house, a house in, and y'all in the field." And I'm just like, yeah. ten years old, and my grandmother's saying this, and she was, uh, all she said things like that, and she will also just tell me, you know, don't let no one make you feel different from how God made you. This is mm-hmm. who you are. You can't. You didn't, you know, it's not like you could go and tell God, you know, give me these eyes, give me this skin color, give me this hair. And, you know, she was like, always be proud of who you are. And she was the ultimate, to me, curvy woman, bold, outspoken, elegant, classy. Like, uh, my mom and dad, we would have parties growing up, and they, my grandmother and my aunts would come in furs and diamonds. and It was, to me, that was normal just seeing a powerful curvy woman in her skin loving who she was and didn't care. So that's where it started from just being around my grandmother growing up. And, you know, there, you know, when I was younger, my dad at 10 put me on my first diet. And I didn't, and I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know. I didn't think nothing was wrong until like I I told my mama, I said, I remember the day, like he called you and, he told you, don't feed, you know, me and my cousin, he was bringing us something home to eat, and I'm thinking of something great, and he brought home these salads, and he had us sit in the corner and eat the salads while the other kids were eating, like, hamburgers and hot dogs, and at that time, you're, like, you're, like, 9 and 10, you're, like, what's going on? And that's when he was, like, well, you need to lose weight, and my mom and my grandmother, I remember yelling at him. And mm-hmm. that was the trigger for me, like, like, what's wrong with me? And that, was, that started my journey with having an eating disorder and mm-hmm. just being harder on myself about my weight. And then other things that started happening in my life, you know, from, from that moment. And it just really just made me just sit back and be like, okay, I'm not going to be skinny like my sister. I'm going to be who I am. So how do I embrace it? And it was at the age of 15 when I just said, forget this, I'm tired of this, and I embraced my curves and my thunder thighs and thick thighs. And when I started saying, yes, I'm proud of my thunder thighs, no one could say anything. And, mm. I, and I always tell people, if you put your flaws out there and accept them and say, this is what I have, no one can say anything about it.
1: You know, I, I love your, your words, and they're so positive and you know just uh inspiring and uh yeah it's but it's awful that you have to put what you might perceive to be your flaws because you know the way i look at it and brandy um i look at it this way i look at it that the think the very thing that you may think are your flaws to me those are really folks call it your superpower Folks mm-hmm. call it your gifts, uh, all of those things, and I really believe that that is what you are put here to work with. It is the thing, you know. And and let me tell you, um, I I just going through your story, just it's unbelievable, and the fact that you have such a, a positive attitude and just always, you know, uh, just. Uh, you know, just being so full of positivity and wanting and uh, folks to you know embrace you know themselves the way they are, or what have you? Uh, just uh, it's unbelievable, and just you know, I take my hat off to you. And just having so you know to come from a dad doing something like that, or you know uh, you know calling in names and all of this, doing far more damage than any type of weight could ever do. Uh, yeah. You know, I just. Uh, I don't, uh, I, you know, let's talk about the way things have kind of maybe a little bit have maybe changed. I'll say they changed. But what do you yes. say, Brandy? Do you think uh, folks kind of still look at it? It's a little bit more acceptance these days. Did you find that or do you
0: find um, that? Confusing? I Honestly, I'm just going to be candid with you. I find it that they, they're more accepted to it if, it come, if, I'm just gonna be candid, if it's on a white woman that it Mm. is a black black woman. Okay. I do feel like, and I've always been vocal about this, in the plus-size industry, you know, there's so many beautiful black curvy women, and I always tell people it was our body types as black women that started this industry because Mm -hmm. we were, you know, we have, you know, thick thick thighs and small waist and big butt. Like, this is naturally who we are. This is in Mm -hmm. our genes, in our DNA. Mm -hmm. And we started the plus size industry, but if, you know, you have white women be a part of it, then it goes bigger. And then they get the recognition of doing all these great things. And, you, and I'm looking at it from a standpoint of there's so many other black women who have been in the industry longer who have paved the way, but we don't get the recognition, the right recognition as we should as white curvy women. Because when they do mm-hmm. it, oh, it's a trend. And I'm looking at it like it's not a trend. This is our lifestyle. This is who we are. And we've been doing this since birth. This is just, Absolutely. you know. And, and I'm very vocal about that. And I think that's, you know, part of the reason probably why I'm, everyone has always said, you're not at the level of success you need to be at because of you being so outspoken and vocal. Again, I said, I'm being honest. I said, I'm going to be authentic and be honest to who I am because that's how you make change. And that's why I started my publication featuring curvy women of color. Because I'm like, this is who started this industry. This this is the woman that need to be recognized. And I'm if I if God gave it in me to do it, I'm going to do it. Has it been hard? Hell yeah, it's hard. You know, I'm a single mother. Um, you know, I've had you know two ex husbands who try to destroy me. You know, my Dang. first ex husband was uh, physically abusive, wow. physically, emotionally, and sexually abuse abusive to me. My second um, ex-husband was emotionally abusive and financially abusive, and mm. I was able to get out of the relationships, um, the marriages, um, and come into my own as a woman and as a, you know, as a single mother, and still do everything I have to do for my brand, while you know, supporting my household and you know, still working a full-time job and doing all these things. So for me, it's more like I know God put me here to do this, and He said it wasn't going to be easy. And it, but it, but at times it is hard. And he does put me in positions to where I have to continue to keep going even when I don't want to. Um it was wow. you know, last last year my um daughter's father, my first ex husband died away died of COVID. Mm. And I was the one who had to plan his funeral. Who Your had
1: kid. to for the care of his, who was
0: physically Yes, yes. and it didn't dawn on me until my brother said something. He said, he was like, sis, like, you're, do you realize what you're doing? I said, no, I'm just, you know, doing what's right, you know. And he was like, this man tried to destroy you. And, like, he beat you and tried to, you know, kill you and do all these things to you. And here you are, you know, we have been divorced for 18 years, but, you know, here you are, planning this man's funeral, handling all his affairs to the point that his family didn't do it and uh, the mother of his other kids would not do it. And, mm. you know, they both said, they were like, we could not do what you did. Like, how you handled this with such grace and elegance. We... How did you
1: handle it? Like, that? Like, how? How? Wow.
0: Um, honestly, I would have to say I I did it for my daughter um, Mm. because, you know, she's 20. And losing a parent, I know that pain. I lost my father seven years ago. So, And she, you know, her being 20 and she, you know, she has ADHD and epilepsy, her maturity level is always two years behind her actual age. So even Mm. though she's 20, she has a maturity level as an 18-year-old. I knew she could not handle this. As mm-hmm. the pressure as the stress as everything so as for mother I said I have to take this off of her and carry it and put everything aside and you know when people found out and they're, they're like you really are healed I said "I gave this man years ago
1: mm-hmm. awesome. and I said well,
0: at the end of the day he's a human being
1: yeah well let me tell you uh... I have to tell let me just bring everybody up to speed. Folks, if you're just tuning in, uh, again, you're listening to the all-new Hair Radio Morning Show, and my very, very special guest is Brandy J, and you guys know her. Uh, she's uh, the amazing, I'm going to call you an entrepreneur to the max. Thank you. Uh, yeah, and um, what I also love, you've, you've had some challenges, as you've shared, the, I mean, that's an understatement. Um, but I love how you just, you just have a, a, a big heart. Um, uh, you've done a lot of things to help folks who have been in similar situations, you know, and I'm just blown away. I really am. I'm almost speechless. Um, I think about, uh, what you did, uh, just to even start your magazine. Um, you know, uh, I'm just, it's just amazing to help women who, uh, who you described as, you said, the word curvy. So what exactly does the word curvy mean? When we so, say a woman curvy, to change it up a little bit, what does the word okay. curvy Okay,
0: so when I got into the plus-size industry, I got a lot of hate from within the industry. And I was told, you're not big enough to be plus-size. And I mm. said, well, what do you mean? They're like, well, you have a flat stomach and a small waist. And I said, no. Mm. Okay, I I can't help the fact <laughs> that okay, I'm built like right. this, you know. But I said right. I'm not a size two, you know. At the time I started the in, in the industry, I was yeah, size 16, 18, but I still have like um I I it's a blessing, I guess, you know, a flat stomach and small waist. It's how majority of the women in my family are built. Even you know my niece who is a size six, but she has small waist, flat stomach, and big size and a big, like, it's just who we are. It's just how the women in our family are built. So when they were saying that to me, I said, well, what do you mean? Like, I'm not big enough to be considered plus size, so I'm not skinny enough to be considered skinny, so what am I? And then I just sat back and I thought about it. I said, well, I'm curvy and thick. So when I launched the publication, and it's Lux Curves, and it's for, I always say curvy and plus size because they don't like to group us in together. It's either your curvy, or your plus size, or your BBW. And I always tell people there is a difference between the three. Uh, and tell I us educate. what
1: that difference is.
0: So BBW is uh, going to be a, a big, beautiful woman. And I'm not a BBW. I would never consider my size. I would never consider my size a BBW because it's me. It's morely like women who are. I would say 300 and up pounds, depending on how their body is shaped. You know, you can Google BBW and you'll see them, and you're just like, okay, the have plus size women who, you know, they're just naturally plus size and they're thicker. And then I say you have curvy women who are just. We have the small waist, the small stomach, and we have the thick thighs. We are shaped like a Cola, a Coca Cola body, a bottle that's curvy. Yeah. So I always educate people because they like to lump us all together. And I tell people like, I'm not a BBW, like, don't call me something I'm not, you know, and or whatever. So once they're educated on it, they have a better understanding of the industry and just, you know, why I decided to separate it out from curvy plus size and BBW.
1: And and this is an industry. Let's make no bones about it. It is an industry. Uh, how do you describe the industry to folks who, you know, may not realize that there is an industry that really uh, celebrates uh, women who are curvy? Uh, I, I so,
0: mean, we kind of lump them into, like we lump ourselves into the plus size industry because that's kind of like the only industry right now that is you know anytime you like have like fashion shows or anything and it's a size you know 12 and up 10 and up it's considered plus size you know so that's what the standard the, the standard term is um so even when i've done my my fashion shows or modeling i always have to say plus size models because that's what the models are trained um to think of you know for them because they are plus size and I started, you know, rebranding and changing things just to say curvy. And, you know, just be proud of your curves. So, you know, and just embrace them. And I tell people, I never want to be a size two or zero. I never want to be that size. I will look like a freaking crackhead and it oh. would not look good on my body frame. And I tell people that all the time. Like I just said, you know, I love how God made me. So am I in the process of toning it up? Yes, because I like to work out, go to the gym, and I want to tone it up. I'm 42 years old. You know, I want to make sure, for one, I never look my age, and I'm, and I'm just a healthy version of myself.
1: Absolutely. And the other thing, let me ask you a question. Let's turn it around the other way. Do you ever think that would it be nice not to have these labels? I, I was just, as you were describing all of this and you were breaking it down as I asked, and I appreciate it. I was just thinking, I said, I can't even imagine as a guy, you know, being, <laughs> I, I can't even imagine like somebody asking me, well, Carrie, uh, you know, well, how does it feel? What, uh, you know, uh, you know, with the different shape in your, we just don't get that kind of judgment. We just don't. Now, maybe at a certain point in age, You know, we get the dad bod type, you know, Mm -hmm. thing. That might be the worst we have to deal with. I can't imagine that you're constantly, your whole life being judged by your appearance. And I think it was your grandmother who, you know, you did not choose your appearance. And a lot of it has to do with our hereditary and physiological, Mm -hmm. you know, background or what have you. It just, it boggles the mind that this, that this country that the the world and for a lot of the different places are the same way where this, you know, you have so much to contend with as uh, uh, you know, in terms of a female trying to just uh, be accepted. Like it's, it's mind blowing to, you know, to the guys out here who take the time to, to listen to the stories. I'm just blown away with this show Listen, I have to tell you, Brandy, my guest is Brandy J. Um, I'm so excited to have you here. You, you. yes, well, you check a lot of boxes for women and and for guys, too. I'm going to go ahead and put it on out there. As an entrepreneur, as someone who's trying to make a difference, and not just trying, you are making a difference. Um, I think it's incredible. I think it's absolutely incredible. So um, I just love it. And I love, we, we've got a few guests in common on some of these, uh, some of the folks who've been on our shows. So I'm just loving that part of just uh, looking at some <laughs> of things. I said, wow, how awesome. Oh, yes, I'm loving it. So now what is next? I know you are shopping uh, your show around. I get it. Believe me. But what are some of the things long term that you see Brandy J
0: accomplishing? Wow. One thing I want to do, I will do, I want to have a community um, for women of domestic violence. So one of my oh, goals in life is to have like a community where they can come and live, um, you know, secretly with their family, with their kids to get their life together. And then we offer them, you know, you know, uh, training for jobs or starting their own business and having funding to help them start their own business that's one thing i've always just been passionate about because when i went through my situation i didn't have anyone i had to get out of it myself i you know even my family wouldn't really help me so i was you know young single mother and i had to get out of it myself and rebuild my life and put myself in therapy and do all these things to help me not allow that situation to destroy my whole life and i didn't want to be the victim and I don't label myself as a victim. I'm a survivor of it because I survived it and I elevated. You know, this man didn't want me going to graduating college. He didn't want me he thought, you know, I'm leaving, you know, I left him and he was thinking, Well, if I'm not a good father, you can't do what you need to do because you're gonna be have our daughter. He wouldn't do a lot of things when he was alive, he wouldn't fear, he wouldn't do so many things and it never stopped me. Like I still graduated college. I still did what I needed to do and be who i needed to be not only for myself but for my kids so for one that's one thing another thing is i really want to just really continue doing what i'm doing and change how media perceives us and that's why i'm so you know determined to have my show picked up by a a network because i don't look like everybody else i'm not you know this big-time celebrity who, you know, was a singer and then turned into a talk show host or was an actor and turned, I'm not, I'm just an everyday woman who said, I'm going to break barriers, I'm going to do this, because there's so many women who are like me out there, you know, who, who came from where I came from, who continue to do what they need to do, and it's important for us to have, you know, us, to see us on TV, and that was one thing growing up for me, I didn't see anyone who looked like me, I didn't see anyone who look like me who went through what I went through. So there was kind of like a disconnect. And then that's when you see, oh, you got to be blonde, blue eyes, have this. Have, like, no, like, that's not who I am. You know, I, you know, California, San Diego, you know, grew up here, tattoo, do this, do that. And for me, you know, I'm 42 and I came out at 39 and, you know, now it's like when I tell my story of coming out as far as, you know, being attracted to women and things like that. There's other women who are my age who are like, oh, my God, like, I'm the same way. How did you have the courage and things like that? So I am not your average person. Um, like, you know, I'm not your average celebrity or things like that. I'm just someone who people can relate to who's not afraid to tell her story.
1: Well, it just seems to me that you have just uh... – you've allowed yourself to just develop literally and just to let it be your own original journey. Yeah. And I just find that incredibly fascinating. And uh, you're, to me, what really jumps out, the word is courage. Uh, you've been courageous every part of your life. And I think it's, it's incredibly, uh, yes, it's, uh, to me, I don't know how folks can. Of course they can relate to you and, and, you know, immensely. So, very much so. So uh, this is just amazing. I do want to go back to this because I want to. You talked about uh, being a form, you know, a former victim, a victim of domestic violence, if you will. Uh, so what do you say to to others right now? Because um, I, I was, you know, it's not just um, sadly, it's not just women, but primarily mm-hmm. women, of course. Uh, There are folks in all kinds of relationships who are dealing with domestic violence, but but particularly to the women who uh, might have children or small ones that they're caring for. What would you say? What what can we tell folks who are going through something like this and may feel like they don't? Because what hit, hit me about your story, you were saying that you had no one to turn to. Uh, And even your family didn't offer the support that you probably, you know, that you really needed. So what words of encouragement might you tell folks, uh, you know, particularly women who are are finding themselves in this situation?
0: I knew at that moment I deserved better, and I knew that I loved me more than I loved him. Mm -hmm. And I did not want my daughter to think that was love. So for me, um, not having the support of my family um, and figuring a lot of things out on my own, I I didn't care. Like, at one point, my mother at the time and father, they were not going to let me come home to get my life together. And I said, well, fine, if you're not going to let me come here, I will go stay in a shelter. Like, I did not care. I, and I, me and my daughter and I were looking for shelters, and it was my aunt who finally told them, like, what in the hell is wrong with you? Like, she does not, this is not a situation she needs to be in. There's no way in hell she should be looking at shelters when you guys have two extra bedrooms in your house. Like, this is your daughter. Would you rather, and this is what really changed their mind, that she said, would you want to get a phone call that your daughter and granddaughter is dead?
1: Oh, my God.
0: And when my aunt said that, it struck a nerve. And then um, they let me and my daughter come home and my dad was like, well, you have a year to get your life together. And I said, okay, not a problem. I he's like, you got to be out of here in a year. And I and I was like, all right, dad, yeah, whatever. Like I'm the youngest, but the other two, the middle and the oldest, they get treated completely different than what I get treated. I've always had to get treated harder than everybody else. And I was like, okay, whatever. So I did it in six months. I was out. Wow. And I was like, I'm gone, you know? And, It was the strength I had within myself, and at this time, my grandmother, was she already passed, so I had to just channel her and look within myself and just be like, okay, Brandy, you got this, and at the time, I didn't know how I was going to do it. I didn't know what I was doing. I was young. I was 22, 23, and, you know, figuring things out, and I just did it because at the end of the day, like I said, I love me more Then I loved that whole situation Then I loved, okay, him trying to say, well, you know, you're going to leave the house. You're going to leave all these things and no one's ever going to want you. And, you know, you're damaged goods, all those things he said to me. And I thank God I had the confidence within myself that my grandmother instilled in me that I channeled. And I remember looking at him and I'm saying, you think no one's going to want me? And I laughed. I said, you just don't know. And then I, and he went to work one day, and I packed up the house, and he came home, and me and my daughter were gone.
1: Amazing. Amazing. And I love what you said about uh, creating a safe space for uh, other women who are finding themselves in this uh, the situation. This is a long-term dream. I love it. Listen, um, I have to just, again, you, I am literally at a loss for words when I go through your story and hearing you describe these things. is amazing because um, you'd, like I said, you have an amazing personality. It reminds me of that, what folks say, you know, you would never know behind the smile. Uh, that I there get that has, a
0: lot. Right. I get that you, a lot. <laughs> oh my goodness. Like
1: you just would never know, uh, you know, but, um, but that also serves a purpose. It really does. And so, and it, I think it's to to inform people or remind them or let them know that you can get to the other side of that.
0: And mm-hmm. so, um,
1: that's what I think that the the buoyant personality, um, I think it shows and demonstrates. So listen, I've got to say, yes, well, very much so. So listen, uh, is there anybody, uh, you know, any? I know you've given us a lot to uh, to take in this morning on the broadcast. Um, but any encouraging words that you want to leave people with, anybody you want to shout out to this morning?
0: Any encouragement? Um, yeah. Of course. I always tell women and men, no matter what you're going through, mm-hmm. you have to love yourself more to get out of that situation. And mm. know it's going to be hard. I ain't going to sugarcoat it. It's going to be hard, but you, you will be so at peace knowing that you did it. And I tell that to women and men all the time. Like, you know, it is hard for me. You know, living in San Diego is not for the weak. (laughs) California is expensive. You need three incomes to maintain a, a comfortable living. And I'm out here doing it with my income, raising my son and helping my mother out and doing all these things. Because at the end of the day, I know that god is going to find a way and he always has found a way for me and when you know your purpose in life it's not going to be easy but you gotta you gotta go for it Uh, and you you know gotta keep going and i just want to thank you know my mother uh, my kids for always being there and supporting me and you know my son he's 11 now wiping my tears you know and telling me when he was younger mommy you got to keep going you got to do this for us you got to do it and even now he's you know the youngest and he's with this me and him and he's just like mommy you got this like you got this and you know to my amazing partner you know we've been together for two years she's just really been an amazing person to me and pushing me out of my comfort zone to do better and to do more and you know my sisters uh you know And my circle, I have tremendous great women in my circle, Um, my sister Amber and my sister Val and, you know, my life coach, um, Amber Lachey. They're all just great. And I just really want to thank all of them for not allowing me to give up on me.
1: Wow. Well, I tell you, Brandy J, you've got everything going on. We love it here. (laughs) We really do. You've got the magazine. So how can folks you know, find out more or connect with you. How
0: would they go so about you, doing it? So you can actually go to the magazine. It's Lux dot com and that's Lux L U X E Curves with a K dot com and then um you can email us at info at Lux dot com and then um my team will send it to me and think, you know, if there's a way you want to work with us or you know you want to be featured, just let us know. And then, you know, probably within the next couple of months you you know I'm actually in the process of filming a new project. Um awesome. for yeah, for my company, my production company, and um going to be doing more things with my talk show. So awesome. I have a lot of things coming up. So if you guys just want to find out where I'm at, just go to info uh email email us at at Um and then we'll get back to you guys. Loving or you can follow it. me on Instagram at Brandy J Kirby, Um and everything is Brandy J. and that's curvy with a K.
1: I love it. And of course, you can reach out to definitely to Brandy J through us. And that's part of what I wanted to just say. Listen, I have to just say welcome to the incredible upscale radio network. We love upscale magazine. and We appreciate them so very much uh, for putting everything together. Of course, my team at the hair radio morning show. And of course, our 24 hour network as well at hairradio.com. so I just want to say thank you. You just keep doing what you're doing. That thank is, you
0: so much. I appreciate it.
1: And not that you need anybody to push it. You, <laughs> you, you just go on and keep you just do it all by we love it. So listen, we are your friends here, and you stay in touch with us and and we'll keep the fans and everybody informed of all the wonderful things that you're on. So Brandy J. Oh, thank you so
0: not a problem. Day. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it.
1: You got it. All right, folks. Keep it right here. We've got a lot more to get to this morning. Stay with us, everybody.
0: Ladies, do you love a man with a well-groomed and sexy beard? Men, do you suffer from patchiness or irritation and want a fuller beard? Well, let me introduce you to the hottest beard care products on the market. Rugged Evolution features 16 amazing balms, oils, shampoos and accessories. Our products are sure to meet the demands of all your beard care needs. For more information, go to RuggedEvo.com That's RuggedEvo.com
1: and remember- Rugged is the new smooth.